What is it about candles that you like so much? They just calm me. I don't know. I feel like... That calming one, the one that says calming on it? No, just candles in general. If that one says calming on it, that one actually frustrates me. Why? Because it never lights. Well, the thing that's frustrating about it is that you get the black smoke all over your knuckles. That's what's frustrating about it. You get the black smoke on your knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how to describe it, but... The residue. And that paper over there has got all the wax on it from you flipping upside down and the candle wouldn't light, but all the wax melted. It was all over my hand the other day. You're probably doing it on my yoga mat. On your yoga mat? <clears throat> Why would your yoga mat be out? I don't know. No, I was literally sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They just calm me. Why won't you let me light multiple candles in the house at once? When did I ever say that? You... You scolded me one time for doing well, it. Well, if they all have very strong scents... I don't and smell then a have... candle until I blow it out. Yeah, these ones are... Shit? Yeah, Okay, so much. we wasted money. Well, I wasted money. <laughs> I just wouldn't <laughs> invest in a candle. This was like five bucks. I owe you five bucks from that bet earlier. Yeah. Wait, no, we both agreed. No, there was a second bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, we're recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So if you're Not listening yet. to that, yeah, uh, we were just warming in that up. Um, welcome back. I'm joined by my wife, Morgan. And this is this is new territory for me, that's for sure. But the funny thing about this is that this is how I attracted you in, or what, how did you phrase it earlier? That's how you lured me lured in. Lured you in, yeah. You made it sound out like I'm some sexual predator just Pretty scouring much the, the inter interwebs. interwebs. Yeah, but I did DM you. You did, and you were like, hey, you're a massage therapist. I would love to have <laughs> you come on the podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. I liked your butt. And, yeah. that was, and then you had good content, so whatever. I mean... That's an honest thing. But yeah, so I am joined by my wife, Morgan, and this has been a long time in the making, and I'm going to treat you like a normal guest for a second, mm -hmm. and partially because I'm curious how you would tell your story, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so that's where I will start. Okay, well, um, hello everybody. I am Morgan. Malin. <laughs> Morgan Malin. A lot of people can't say my last name, even though it's five letters. Um, yeah, I... You should have gotten yourself a four-letter last name. <laughs> oh, like, done? i too. Shots fired. Um, anyways, so, yes, I am Brian's wife. Um, I live a double life, and what I mean by that is I am an active-duty Marine, um, and when I am not doing military things, I am... Man. Making me sandwiches. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, no, I, I consider myself an embodiment coach, so I'm a former yoga teacher, former licensed massage therapist. Um, Are you formerly licensed? No, I still, I guess I... Well, You're still licensed, I mean, I formally practice. Oh, right. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just kind of going on this whole journey of spirituality and connection with myself and helping people um, reconnect with themselves through through their own body so here we are here we are in lovely ass new jersey Ugh. 
Don't, if you don't live... make it sound so bad. Okay, if you live in New Jersey, we love you, but... Ugh. It's just not... Part of the thing I think that struggles for us is that we didn't expect to come out here. I think we had both mentally prepped ourselves for being like west coast like i was i was convinced we were ending up in yuma arizona i don't i don't know i don't know why you were so stuck on because yuma. it just seemed like i was gonna have to be like a, a, a drug lord to heal the work so <laughs> i think but i think we mentally prepped ourselves for like going out west and you deploying and living i guess i would say yeah yeah like being <laughs> fat and eating bonbons and shit not that all the pandas are fat and eating bonbons but i would have chosen that life for yeah, a minute yeah yeah i think i was definitely preparing myself for like okinawa or something overseas overseas See? overseas mm-hmm. um but you know this is where the universe and the marine corps wanted me to go so yeah it's yeah no it's weird we talk about this all the time we talked about this way too much probably but New Jersey was like this weird gift and a curse because, I mean, I'll let you tell this part of the story, but I don't think, I mean, you went in, you got out, like, it felt like after boot camp, like after the training, the initial six months, it was kind of like, all right, well, I think I've got enough of my Marine fix, like, maybe I can just move on and, and take these skills and go on to my, the life of your journey, and although this is still part of it, but, uh, I still remember where we were, where I was, when you called me and you're like, guess where we're going? And I'm like, fuck, that, that means we're going to like fucking Japan and I'm going to have to learn how to make sushi or something. That's really racist probably, isn't it? <laughs> well, why? They eat sushi. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I Whatever. mean, it's really good sushi. It's probably real. They got salmon in the ocean? <laughs> salmon or freshwater fish? What's that about? <laughs> Oh, no, whatever. No. It, it's not. It was supposed to be a joke. But uh, I remember. I don't remember where I was driving, but I remember driving. I'm pretty sure I was headed down to see you that weekend. I think you were down in. Was this after MCT? Oh no, this was when I was at the school, my MOS schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was coming down to save your life for a weekend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember you being like, "You know where we're going?" I'm like, "No, you should just tell me." You're like, "Guess." <laughs> You made me guess, like, 12 different guesses. I'm like, I, and you're like, it's East Coast. I'm like, okay, there's, like, four places it could be. And you're like, nope. <laughs> okay, well, I'm out of guesses. And then you're like, New Jersey. I'm like, what the fuck is New Jersey? Uh, I forget that New Jersey's a state. The people here, the people that we've come in contact with are, are nice. Like, there's been some really good people in our corner, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. The state of New Jersey, though, is a, is a, <clears throat> it's a shit show. Uh, this place has no infrastructure as far as how it's set up driving. It's impossible to learn where you're going because you can't make a left turn. Everything happens from the right. And this is all coming from people that grew up and lived in their majority of their lives in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The state of the Michigan left. Yeah. So, yeah, this place is, is definitely interesting. I don't know what people really do here. Everybody likes the coast, which is cool. Being on the coast is cool. The shore. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Call the shore. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, the other side of it is like the other cool part outside of COVID is that like Philly and New York City are, are very easily accessible. But with COVID, no, we just were, we nested quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just interesting here. Yeah. I would just say, I mean, I'm just going to say it's a pretty low vibration place. I mean, this isn't really a place where you go and... Uh, I mean, I guess in a way it is a gift because it it, it has forced us to oh, come yeah, out of our comfort that, zone. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
has forced us to come out of our comfort zone because um, there's no, nothing is familiar here at all. And it's not like, I mean, you and I both love being in nature and being outdoors, being connected to the land. So it's not like we can just be like, hey, we're going to go in the mountains for the weekend or I don't know. Go to the I mean, I guess we could, but yeah, not the way we want it to be. Well, I mean, it's not the West. Yeah. You know the west yeah coast. let me go to like pocono like, these are nice yeah i mean it's pretty but it, it, i'm grateful do i sound right now i've made some really bad jokes here to start us off <laughs> eight minutes in um but i mean it's just i think it's just i think partially too coming from the midwest we're used to people being a lot more friendly even though we're from the detroit area um there's still like a sense of friendly i don't know uh um, detroit not friendly to you I mean, compared to here, comparatively speaking, yeah. Um, but here, it's just people are a lot more cut and dry. They're and... closed off. I feel like they're yeah. closed yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just rude and I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's It's been an interesting thing. But yeah. I think that the funny part about that is that we set ourselves out with expectations going west. And then we were literally looking at apartments and stuff before we actually found out. You're like, well, shit. And then we got New Jersey. In the grand scheme of things, I think it'll end up being a gift and a curse for us as individuals. And hopefully for us as a married couple. You know, so far I would say it's that. Mm-hmm. But as individuals, it's been, this whole experience has been, as I would say, a melt your face off or rip your face off experience. I don't have any hair to lay on fire, so my hair can't light on fire. But it's just I mean, between being married, between your your own personal struggle of like being in the military mm-hmm. and what that really means, uh, me giving up, um, we're leaving uh, a position like where I'm close with family. I was pretty solid in, in what I was doing with work, mm-hmm. and like willingly and gladly giving that up to to come out here and reestablish and, and grow with you and all those things. And that definitely has been. A huge ROI on the growth side of things. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that for me as an individual. But um, there's been a lot of stuff that struggles with military, and, and like I, as the dependa, I definitely can understand the struggles of people that are married to military. Uh, I think it's a little bit. Well, it's a lot of different being the male. Oh yeah. In, a, in an entirely flipped uh, role, and I, I honestly, I think this is probably, probably statistically not an exaggeration, but there's probably ten people <laughs> in the entire United States military that are in our situation where the male has never. I mean, been I, in. I'm, it, I'm, it exists, but it is very, very rare. Um, there's no more than fifty people out of the, that are like this, right? I mean. Being a female Marine, there's not very many of us. And then you compound that with typically, you know, female Marines, they're either single or they're married and they're usually, their spouse is usually a Marine or in the military or formerly served. So yeah. we are definitely um, in Flip a... Flip the rules on yeah. their head. <laughs> yeah. Which is a gift and a curse for sure. Uh, but I don't know. This whole experience like moving out here has been something. Yeah, I, I kind of want to unpack a little bit about your perspective of being the male spouse who mm-hmm. hasn't served. Yeah, you just you just take all of your emotions and you, you <laughs> put them in a box and you stuff it really, really far down. Well, I would like to unpack that. But... <laughs> it's wraps. It's, it's like me I mean, giving I... a Christmas gift. There's a lot of tape on that thing. What What is a really... 
how do you really feel about it? I mean, I know that we have our conversations it's not, offline. It's and, not that, yeah, it's not that I feel anything about the rule, like the picture being flipped upside down mm -hmm. where you're in, I'm not. Mm -hmm. It has more to do with understanding interactions on a day-to-day -day basis that happen. And then also for me... You mean me at work? Yeah, okay. I'll unpack that further. Uh, there's that situation. And then there's also, as we have at times butted heads on, I'm mm. a fixer. Mm. So in that particular situation where you are, you are in a, a world where whether or not you have to respect the rank as much as you do, because you know you, you do follow that rule very well, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I get the purpose of it, you get mm -hmm. the purpose of it, that's why you do it, and mm -hmm. you're also a respectful human being, so mm -hmm. that helps. But there's plenty of times where you tell me stuff and like there's a little rage inside of me where whether you were my wife or not, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. And so it is one of those situations where when we do go interact with people, that are in that world with you, it's really difficult for me to keep my mouth shut. And although as I've grown, I've grown a little bit away from uh, acting like my mother, where my mom doesn't give a fuck, she got something to say, she's gonna say it. Mm -hmm. I've become a little bit more reserved just because I don't feel like I wanna give the energy to certain things. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't really hide how I'm feeling. And I just, you know, this is how I've always been. If you piss me off, I'll entertain you, but I, if you press the wrong, right or wrong button, how you want everyone to look at it, I, I will just shut you out. Mm -hmm. You, you just, no, not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. The other side of it is, <clears throat> there's there's a confidence that has to go in there. As a male, when I walk into that environment, I know that I'm being sized up. Mm -hmm. I know how that works. You, you, I mean, I played team sports. I played hockey at a high enough level. I know what it means to walk through because I've, I do it to people. I do it to other males. Specifically, when I played hockey, when the other team walked in, you were, you were just on and up and down, mm -hmm. figuring things out. You start, there is something to all of that. Mm -hmm. And to me, that like I would argue to my death that those things matter, especially as you know, I'm pretty aware and pretty... <clears throat> I observe things pretty sensitively. So I know a lot of stuff that, I feel like there's a lot of stuff happening before I'm even, I even have to actually find out. And so usually I'm like, usually my anger comes from, I already fucking knew. You intuitively I, knew. I knew. And so then when it comes out, it's like, fuck off. This is so annoying. Um, Do you feel like it's, it, me being in has questioned your like quote unquote manlyhood yeah, or what it means to be a man. Hundred percent. There, I'm I'm natu uh, naturally. I have uh, rolled with a story of insecurity for a long time in my life, mm -hmm. and this this was like the pimple coming to a head. It was an ultimate um, explosion of like, yo, you either gotta put up or shut up. Like this, just it, and that's what I mean. I make the joke of like pack those emotions way down. That's one of them, and. Whether or not that was the right thing to do, I think that I just forcefully grew into a different version of myself, along with a million other variables that helped with that, mm -hmm. you know, and forced me to grow. Uh, to say that I'm not insecure about certain things, um, that would be a lie, but at the same time, I have to have that conscious conversation of, is this worth speaking up about? Is this, is this an actual issue, or mm -hmm. is, this is this just me? Right 
doing what I'm doing? Uh, I think sometimes the answer is both. Uh, you are in a man's world, mm -hmm. whether that's you know good or bad, it doesn't really matter for, I mean, it, for you. It's it's the reality. It's yeah. it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. I am in a very, I am in a man's world, and and fortunately, um, there's a lot more women enlisting or going officer route, and there's a lot more female presence in the military. Um, which and not only that, but they're you know especially taking on more combative roles. So which I think is fucking amazing and I, I love mm. seeing that um empowerment and and, and that's not to be confused with uh like a feminist perspective I'm, I'm talking about being an empowered woman yeah capable yeah exactly proving your capability um, so I think that's pretty cool and I just want to say like I am really grateful for for you to kind of be on this path with me and supporting me um I know it hasn't been easy for you but I think like in a in a bigger picture um you know, I think our story alone can and can support you know many other cupper, couples that cuppers. may face this. <laughs> Couple of cuppers. <laughs> Hello, words. Uh, no, you know it's it's interesting. I don't know. I'm thinking a lot about this stuff now because we've as long as we've been together, we've which really hasn't actually been that long of a duration. Mm -hmm. But when we moved here, I remember having a conversation with you where the guys in the shop were literally like, "How does Brian feel about?" Oh, yeah, they... You being in, and you told them, you know, I don't know what the fuck you said to them, but, the, you know, you asked them, like, well, how would you feel? And they're like, oh, I'd be super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, like, you couldn't understand that. And <clears throat> yeah. I was like, no, you, this is what I've been trying to tell you since the day I met you. Whether it's right or wrong, there is a role, and I will forever go to my grave, <laughs> you know, letting that that particular comment evolve. It's that that's a It's a very superficial comment what I just said and I have unpacked that a ton we have unpacked that a ton that it's not it's not that you're incapable it's a matter of I've been around enough dudes mm -hmm. high highly confident or incredibly insecure that it's, it shows off as confidence mm -hmm. and to me a lot of this this is this could rattle some heads uh in your world there's a lot of there's a lot of really insecure men yep. that show up as I'm a big strong marine and, yeah. and this is when oh, the yeah. light went on for me when I came down to fucking your was it MCT graduation mm -hmm. and I walked in on that base for those of you that don't know what MCT it's marine combat training so after boot camp you go on follow on combat training and that's what it is yeah so we walk in you're like oh you want to go meet some of my friends my uh military peeps I'm like yeah I don't know what else the fuck we're gonna do and sure and so we walk in and it was like every single I call kid, I call everybody well kid, they are they like, literally are kids. but they just got trained to be killers essentially yeah. and I walk in and it was like every one of their heads slouched down their shoulders slouched and they couldn't even look me in the fucking eye and it was like then where I was like this there is so much more here than just we're gonna run you through a wall to make you confident. No, 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 what you just did was show somebody how to cover up insecurity and run away from it, even though you've stripped them of everything. And I see that in talking to a lot of the people that you're around, mm -hmm. and, and it's not a bad thing. Those are just, I mean, I was, you know, mm -hmm. I still struggle with these things, mm -hmm. 31 years old. A lot of these kids are literally 21, 22, 23. It's all good, I know it's- Younger. A, you know, yeah. like, I know it's the evolution of life and mm -hmm. growing, and they're growing in different ways and whatever. And even as the higher ups, you see that too. But there is, and you see this with men in general. You know, like I played hockey with some really, really talented people, 
and it seemed to be the more insecure they were, the better they thought they were. And it was like, dude, this, you don't you don't have to live that way. And obviously we were much younger, so there's probably a lot more that's, of growth that's happened, forced or intentionally. But it, it is a really interesting world to watch. And for me, uh, sure, yeah, lots of security, insecurity still comes up, but uh, more than anything that ha I've learned to spin that circle or that, that conversation around back onto me and say, what is it about yourself that you're not liking right now that makes you insecure? Mm -hmm. And like, what is your threat? Yeah. You know, okay, what is the absolute worst thing that's happening right now? Something you don't know about that would you would change your life? Okay. Mm -hmm. And if that happened, what would you do? I don't know, same thing I'd do if anything happened. You just move on, you mm -hmm. deal with it and head on and, and that's it. But it's like the anticipation of like, oh, is it happening? And so it was kind of this, I had to change uh, the conversation in my head to be a little bit more positive and um, ser self-serving to me, and that was weird because it was I'm I have been in such a groove for most of my life of like put myself down and I don't deserve this and I don't deserve that and um, so yeah that's that's been a huge challenge but in that challenge has been uh, a really healthy dose of, of growth and exposure of a lot of my thought processes and, and negative patterns of belief in self and mm -hmm. uh, for that like I'm super excited I'm, I'm happy about it but fuck I mean there's yeah. a million other ways to do it but yeah. this is the way that we both decided that our path of life was going to go yeah so. I think just as as equally as it is difficult for you it has been an incredible journey for myself um, I feel like this experience being in the military and quote unquote being in a man's world has just completely <laughs> shifted yeah. my perspective and opened my eyes to kind of just seeing life from a different lens. You know, we, we often talk about the man and the woman's role and I think most of my life, you know, growing up with a very strong, powerful, dominant, independent woman figure as my mother, um, I I didn't really see that I wasn't capable that I didn't never I never really saw uh, the man perspective you know and so it's been <laughs> incredibly interesting being in that Not environment sure. and um, kind of seeing more of the perspective of a man and whether they're in their masculine or wounded masculine or whatever it is um, it's just I see now what you're talking about, you know, and I was incredibly naive about a lot of different things yeah. and, and um, <laughs> of just what it means to be a dude because I guess I am one of them, you know, in, in a way. So, yeah, that's been a, an interesting transition. Yeah, it's a... Uh, well, the funny part is that even, like, okay, so I slid in your DMs when I was living in Colorado and started the podcast. And then from there we, how did that work? Yeah, slid in DMs and a couple yeah. months later I was home and we ended up going on a date or not a date. It was it's not another a date. source of a fucking argument. <laughs> I don't know what, like, okay. For the sake of this conversation, we'll call it a date because that's what it was. It wasn't. We um, met up for coffee. Which felt like a date when you sat there for like five hours talking. <laughs> But nevertheless, uh, I was still in Colorado and, and, and we had that time together and it was enjoyable. Uh, and I took you on another date, the DIA, Detroit Institute of Arts. And um, we, we didn't, 
we had some, I'm sure we had some of those conversations, but we got into a lot of these conversations pretty quickly because even in the last couple of years, few years now, for you, you have pulled almost a complete 180 in a lot of the things you think about, you know, like the, your views on the world and how things might work and mm-hmm. men and women and roles mm-hmm. and, and like in, and in no way, it's always been the argument in, in like, not that you you think that things don't exist, but the way you communicate them changed. And uh, sometimes I feel bad about it because I don't feel like a lot of my views have changed. I feel like they've actually gotten stronger in like what I believed mm-hmm. in terms of functionality and and like relationship to the rest of the planet and stuff like that. Um, what but do you it's mean been, you feel bad? I feel like I was like a almost like a force of like yeah, but. Did you ever think about it this way? Oh, well, yeah, I definitely appreciate that, uh, that about you. Except when it's happening because we've had some good good arguments. <laughs> but I also think, honestly, <laughs> I mean, just going into the military has really shifted my viewpoints, especially when you're talking about our systems at a whole, whether that may be economics, politics, um, social issues, um, environmental issues. Um, my, my views have definitely shifted quite dramatically over the last i don't know three years yeah it's i mean it's not like a guilt i feel bad it's just like i definitely i know i definitely played a part in it because i am so hard-headed and stubborn at times um that i also we talk about this all the time where you're like you're always challenging me i'm like i'm just asking questions i'm just trying to understand better and if i happen to challenge you in that route great because either you come up stronger in your beliefs or i've changed them so this is sweet but uh the reality is like that's how i learn i i like to debate with people about like why they think the way they think or what's why is that their perspective because it makes me think about mine mm-hmm. and if i can come off the other end of that conversation still thinking about things the way i did and say that i truly listened and heard and felt challenged then i feel like i'm my thoughts are probably pretty rational and and accurate and mm-hmm. and so it's like a guilt thing where i'm like oh i hope i wasn't the reason that you you know this but i think you've had a lot of experiences with a lot of things that mm-hmm. have done that but um let's talk more about our story for a second because okay. we've had an interesting one that's for sure so as i so elegantly and show with no chivalry was dead when I introduced myself to you by asking you to be on the podcast and then now just having you on the podcast yeah. several years later. Um, but yeah, I slid into the DMs, we met up, and then I went back to Colorado. You moved to the Grand west side Memphis. of the state mm-hmm. of Michigan. And then I moved home pretty quickly after that for a lot of reasons. And uh, I was going through a lot of my own stuff, but at one point, I think we, I think we probably both had the same couple of moments, but at one point there was a time where you came out to Colorado with me and I took you to Dream Lake. Mm-hmm. And that was a moment for me where I was like, all right, there's to me, like, this is where I feel like I started to really fall in love and like, oh, I wonder what a future would look like mm-hmm. and, and whatever else. Um, my question is, when did you think about that? Oh, definitely when when I was in Colorado yeah. with you. Um, I remember driving through the mountains. I think we were on our way to Rocky Mountain National Park. I remember I remember just looking over at you when you were driving, and I just remember being like, 
I think I could marry how, him. <laughs> how amazingly attractive can this man be? Okay, and how okay, is it? How is it that I find myself in the same car as him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know that Colorado mm. trip. Colorado did a lot of amazing things for me, and it definitely. I mean, that was the turning point in a lot of things as far as me and you, you and I, mm-hmm. us. Um, and there's a cascade of events that happened after that. Not all of it was just in relationship to us, but I think at the root of it was that I thought I saw a lot of potential and it seemed worth, it seemed like everything else was in support of it too, where it was like, you should probably move home, be close to family. There was an opportunity to school that I ended up not taking, but mm-hmm. it was like, okay, uh, I feel real significance with you. And on a selfish level, there's parts of me that wish I stayed in Colorado for Colorado, mm-hmm. not for regret of anything else that happened. Um, the other side is I'm, I'm really grateful because I don't, I mean, I'm sure I would have had growth, but I don't know what kind of growth I would have had. And, um, but yeah, once, once I moved home, we, we definitely tried to get after it. And that, that really knocked us on our ass a couple of times, uh, to the point where I think we just as individuals weren't really ready for it or weren't really ready to dig our heels in and, and face the challenges that we were facing. Yeah. I think it was a matter of, um, we really just needed to go internal (laughs) with our own shit um there was a both of us there was a lot of things that we're battling you know for me personally it was um really being able to trust you and telling myself getting myself to admit that like you were like a wonderful gift and also um somebody that i could be safe with (laughs) an annoying gift sometimes but you know what i mean like I, you know, coming out of a domestic violent relationship um, prior to being with you, I I mean, obviously there had been a lot of walls that had been formed. I mean, the the story goes much deeper than that, but um, I was definitely facing my own things. I was trying to get on my feet with my career and trying to figure out what my path was. You know, I was continuing my education and um, there was just so much that I was just trying to figure out as a woman and... um, and I, I mean, you can speak on behalf of your things, but, um, you know, I think definitely coming home for you was you kind of really looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I didn't know why. I mean, like, I knew why, but I didn't know why I left the place that I liked who I was becoming. And I don't think it was until <clears throat> probably almost a year later where of being back home in Michigan where I was like, oh... Colorado was in itself a location really amazing, mm. but it was a it was a year of entire transition for me, and and I found myself in a place where I didn't feel like I had to be anyone else but myself, and that was a really new thing for me, which is for some people in my life probably hard to hear, and for myself it's hard to say, but I just like the version of the person I was becoming. I just felt free. Uh, not of everything. I mean, I still struggle with all the same bullshit and security and body image and, you know, money. What was I going to do for fucking money? Which, still working on. Um, on all, all of those things. Um, but yeah, I didn't think I, I really recognized until probably a year later where I was like, oh, um, that's really what it was. I just felt free as, as Brian to be whoever I, like, I, I didn't feel like I had to be someone else. And that was, that was fucking amazing as I've, you know, we've talked about recently, like hockey was something I loved, but as we did a little deeper, I got to hide in a uniform and just be who I wanted to be while I was in that uniform. And I didn't stress about 
being fat or whatever it might have been. So for me, like transitioning back home was a lot, uh, trying to find my identity as far as I wasn't in school anymore. Uh, I was trying to you know, create a business full time with everything that I had already done for you know, eight years, nine years at that point. Uh, and then a big reason I moved home was because of you. And, and at one point we fell apart and yeah, so let's go back to the timeline. So <clears throat> you move, you move back to Michigan in July. Yeah, July 4th. And then, so we were together until October, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. During, I think during that time, I don't know what really the fuck happened during that time. I worked a lot. I worked a lot. You mean when we broke up? Yeah. Because it was really probably November to February 4th that, like, <laughs> things were just, we didn't, I mean, we talked, but we didn't talk. No. I was yeah. a dick. Yeah, you um, were. For all right reasons. Yeah. Reasonable mm. reasons. We can argue about that some to, other yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that there's a lot that happened in that situation. And then I remember having that conversation with you about going into the military and just being like, I can't possibly tell her not to do it or ask her not to do it. Uh, there's things that I still, at this point, I, I wish I had brought up. Questions I would ask. I don't know why I didn't, because I usually would. Uh, but I just felt strongly in my heart that it wasn't my decision to be made. We weren't mm -hmm. together at that moment. But I know that in my head, I was still asking, like, well, what about us? Because I felt like there was unfinished business. And you went off and through your boot camp experience there was you you had experiences that kind of solidified the risk and in, in the the leap that you wanted to take and i had those experiences too with the absence of you mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's kind of when we started rekindling yeah 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 and so you know that was pretty interesting to to watch happen and after that i i honestly think i probably saw you for a combined Three or four days yeah. since you had gotten out of boot camp mm -hmm. before we got married. married pretty much. Other than like, I mean, you were home on RA and I, yeah. was, I was over there quite often. But, yeah. um, you know, I think that as much as we wanted to get married, it wasn't the way we wanted to. But it was also like, if we're going to make this investment in each other, this is the way we're going to do it because mm -hmm. we were tired of distance. And, yeah. and so, I mean, there's a reality of like, I think we both wanted to be married to each other. And, you know, I always say, like, people always like, well, are you sure? And you're like, I mean, as sure as you can be in that moment. Which is so incredibly frustrating sometimes because it's like, who are other people to say what's best for you? And I know they're coming from a loving place and they care about you. But, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not really. It's such a weird question because my, my response back to, are you sure, is, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how, how are you ever, like, I, I don't know all things take work yeah. and our relationship someone else's relationship are no exception to that mm -hmm. i mean my parents been together for 36 years something like that i don't think it's been ever not a day of work you yeah. know it's just what it is and that's yeah. the reality of it and that was always my question back like i mean i'm as sure as i can be like this i feel clear about what i'm doing and in uh we've we finally passed the one year mark and we'll go back into that but mm -hmm. at the one year it was kind of like i just feel immense amount of pride yeah of, of of us for us for all of the stuff that we've taken on the challenges that have been taken on that have been faced 
and it's in a way it kind of like put to bed the like what if what if you know like expectations of this and it, it really did i know you we we don't really like talking about this in this way but like it really just was like there's no question that we've put everything we can into us mm -hmm. and if you know if things went a different way it would be like there's no question mark about the effort we've tried and yeah. obviously we've you know through some of our struggles we we've really righted a ship quite a bit i think mm -hmm. um but as i mean the work stops but you know in, in telling that story there was a lot that happened because when you were down at boot camp or not boot camp but through your schooling and when you mm -hmm. got held up and um that was a really tough time for me because i had to make a lot of decisions and in my head i had come to terms and accepted that i was going to be the one making a lot of sacrifice to make this work and mm -hmm. i wanted it also to be as pleasurable for you as possible because of the experience you were having and, and the lack of freedom that you have when you are in the military. Mm -hmm. So even picking an apartment was like this incredibly serious duty of mine. And it was really challenging at that time just because you didn't have access to the phones very well, very much. Mm -hmm. The service was shitty. <laughs> and by the end of the day, there was no other thing for us to do other than fight, not because we weren't getting along, it just was that I was there, you were there, we were talking, and it was just more decision, more decision, mm -hmm. more stress, and you were pretty much redlined. Yeah, oh yeah, I was, I mean, at that point in time, okay, so I was at MOS school, I mean, literally at this point in my military career, I am just fucking fried. You know, I enlisted at 28 years old, going in, doing the whole stupid boot camp thing for three months, yeah. basically in hell. Then immediately going to MCT. Then after MCT, getting held up in a holding platoon because they fucked up my orders. Then going to the schoolhouse. It was just like, holy shit, my, my mind, body, and spirit. Like, I'm literally dead. I, I literally felt dead inside, you know? So, of course, there was no space for me to hold for anybody. I couldn't even hold space for myself, you know? Um, so... Yeah. Well, and I think on my end of things, it was frustrating just because I couldn't be close to you. We couldn't have a conversation without an argument. Yeah. Uh, which definitely was like, oh, well, what are we getting into? Well, and but, I think it was so frustrating for me too because I was, I felt like I was trying to explain, and I was putting this expectation or pressure on you that you had to, you had to understand what I was going through, and that wasn't fair for me to yeah. put that on you because the funny part about you saying that is that I don't think I. I got it. I, I knew it was more of a conversation of, yeah, I know I hear you, <laughs> but here's the situation on the other end. <laughs> you have to just find a way to make some fucking decisions here because I can't just go pick an apartment for us. Like this, this matters or to you. Or can you? Yeah, that wasn't what I was going to be doing. Uh, yeah. But like trying to figure out sight unseen, where to live, all this shit. So there was definitely challenges in that. You were definitely going through your shit. I was really trying to wrap my head around leaving the situation that I was in. I knew that I was prepping to leave my family. Um, yeah. You know, a pretty, uh, I was leaving a lot of stability. And mm -hmm. although that was difficult, I know that deep in my heart, I'll always be a little bit of an explorer and a journeyman. And, mm -hmm. and I like the idea of that challenge. I don't really make it easy on myself. So it was just like kind of fitting that I did that. And, and one thing I've always, you know, when people ask me like, why did you, why did you, why Morgan? I'm like, well, I mean, I never feel bored. You know, I, I feel inspired by a lot of the things that you take on. And at the end of the day, like, 
when I, you, you give me this like different kind of power. When you tell me something, I tend to listen and go, oh, I like that perspective. Mm -hmm. And I just hear it differently than most people um, that aren't my family, you know, like, like your mom, like, you gotta say that. Like, yeah. you're, my, you're my fucking mom. You have to say this. You're my sister. She, mm -hmm. You know, we have honest conversation, but like, then they should be like, yeah, I support you. Mm -hmm. I know that's something I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, but I do the same thing back, you yeah. know? And that has been pretty intense. I mean, that whole situation was, was just really intense. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of downtime. It was, everything was just kind of quick. Yeah. You know, like literally, are we doing this or no? Yeah. Yes. Okay. License in. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're doing this Thursday at 145. You're like, <laughs> fuck. All right. I got to cancel clients, all this shit. And then we just went and did it. And, yeah. um, part of it is, is amazing the way it happened. And I think it was really great for both of us because we didn't get to kind of ponder our decision and, and kind of get in our heads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, you can go like, well, fuck, man. I wish I would have taken more time. I wish we'd have more time to really organize what we'd have done because I don't think we would have faced as many struggles as we have. Yeah. Um, but then we moved, and, and I mean, like, normal shit. You move to a new place. You're in a new job. I'm searching for a job. Mm -hmm. We're newly married. We're new now living together in a mm -hmm. place no one knows anybody. Mm -hmm. There was just so many. There was a, it was a waterfall or a cascade of everything you could possibly take on we were going yeah just feed us and it got dicey there for a little bit yeah. and it i mean it i think it does for everybody i think if anybody has is married or in a long-term relationship and they want to they want to say that no it's never gotten dicey then you're just you're living just a very passive life yeah uh, i i feel incredibly confident about that um you know i i don't know i don't know how else to like phrase that but we've kind of we've gotten our feet off the ground and then back on the ground quite a few times mm -hmm. in the last year year and a half now and i think that in the last maybe month or two something like that the thing that i didn't recognize and i don't know i mean we just started talking about this but the challenge that i think we faced that we didn't actually like acknowledge was that I was operating a little bit more of a feminine energy and you were operating in a severe masculine energy. Oh, yeah, and big time. You talk about roles. It's mm -hmm. not that one person fits a role only. It's that generally the man's going to fall into the masculine and the woman's going to fall into the feminine, but both have the range to op work in opposite. Yeah. And I think one of the struggles is that at times we were both functioning in masculine and there's no, that's a recipe for disaster. In the same way if it's both in feminine, that's not going to be serving either. You need you need some kind of balance in that. And I think that one of the things that right now we are transitioning through is I am working on me in a way that I become a little bit more rooted in my masculine again, rather than all these wounds and whatever that puts me into. Mm -hmm. And you're really opening yourself up to being the feminine. And this sounds really woo-woo, and it, it kind of is, but it's also reality of... Mm -hmm generally men function in the masculine that's the way it carries uh bi biology suggests that and it doesn't mean that men don't go into feminine obviously well, yeah i mean whether you identify as a male or female um you as a human embody both masculine and feminine energies yeah. it's just depending on you know your sex or gender you know um is what you'll be more leaning towards you know so but I mean, from the masculine and feminine perspective, there's also the wounded masculine and wounded feminine, you know. 
So, I mean, I was very much, I would say even wounded masculine and also wounded feminine. Like, I was yeah. combined. But um, I, it's been just an incredible journey of, I think. Do you like, think that's been our biggest struggle that we didn't even acknowledge? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think we were cognizant of it at all. Um, and, you know, what I've come to realize is that. <laughs> Being a female doesn't mean that I always have to prove something to somebody else or the world or like men or, you know, even myself. It's like, holy crap. Um, I can, I can like be a very fluid and loving and nurturing, but also incredibly strong and independent and like, yeah, woman, a lot of, you know? a lot, yeah, a lot of your masculine traits tend to come out as, as survival mode oh, yeah. and, and for obvious reasons when, when you kind of when you open up and tell a little bit more about your story, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, it's like, where did that come from? You're like, yeah, yeah it makes sense yeah. to me. You know, yeah. you've kind of been fending for yourself for a long time. And yeah. so on in one hand, I'm like, yeah, I get it. The other hand, I'm like, yo, this, this is that whole trust thing. And, and I don't help it because I don't function in my masculine all the time. I, I kind of, I kind of fall down to, I don't know if that would be a wound, wounded feminine or wounded masculine maybe where I just am like, yo, whatever works best for you, let's do that. And there lies in that resentment mm-hmm. or, what you would describe as resent, um, where I'm like, well, no, I'm not doing anything for me. And that's our whole, that's that whole conversation right. where we talk about roles and it has nothing to do with going like Morgan can never make more money than me. Like, no, yeah, I, I want you to be that, empowered. Yeah. I, obviously your empowerment gives me insecurities as, as a male, mm-hmm. but not in a way of like, I don't want that for you. And more of like, we've talked about this where it's like, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. And what does that really say about me is that I've got, some some thought processes i've got some wounds there that really put me down Mm -hmm. and i think that's also natural that as a male you know we grow up or the story generally suggests that you are the hunter you are the go out and and actively provide and we've talked about this and whether that's right or wrong i've taken a step deeper and said like it's not even about that it's about having individual purpose Mm -hmm. that yeah, I'm not saying don't go to work. I'm not saying stay home and raise the family, whatever right. it is. It's much more about me as an individual to be able to show up for myself and for you and for a family, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, is very much um, reliant on me waking up in the morning going, here's my purpose. Here's my drive. This is why I do it. And that way it's a better version of me. Mm-hmm. We know that masculine needs to make more decisions. And and that's when I yeah. say, like, I didn't do any sir. I and this is something I work on, but I don't make enough decisions where I just say, yeah, no, we're just going to do this. And it's not supposed to be like, a, it's my way or the highway. It's more of like, a, that's how we would allow feminine to function because feminine wants to just give life and, mm-hmm. and have that energy. And, and it, it is the and energy support of support yeah. and, and love. And I think that's, I think that was, uh, you know, a big source for a lot of our attention was I as much as I love being strong and assertive and aggressive or independent, I like so badly, I think without communicating with you, I so badly wanted you to like be in that role and make those decisions because my whole life I've been having yeah. to make those. And I'm just like, God damn it. Can you just fucking make a decision? Which is hilarious <laughs> because I was sitting there just thinking like, you know, making a decision is going to be a disaster because she's going to be like, fuck you. Or no, whatever. that's and, like, and, that's and what so I wanted. In my mind, it's just very easy to go. Well, how do you not rough, you know, make the water wavy? Like, how do you just kind of get in that tube, but there's no water, no waves, and you just sit here, 
and like what does she want and the reality is like didn't matter what the fuck you wanted i i need to take i would have need to and i still do need to take the bull by horns go this mm-hmm. is where we're going this is what we're going to do end of story uh and if you dislike it you can voice that but if you don't have a solution to it this is what we're doing yeah and it, um, that, and it, it comes across as like aggressive it's not that it's it's assertive of like you don't have to think about it we're just going we're going here for dinner put this on or this is what you would want to wear or well i, I don't mean know. i wouldn't go that far but but like you know what i mean like <laughs> where it's just like you're gonna to want to dress nice tonight we're yeah, going here sure. for dinner yeah. i don't mean it in a demeaning yeah, yeah, way yeah. it's it's um that's a learned thing for me i've always been pretty passive but i also know that a lot of times uh in being passive there's this like energy below the surface that goes like fuck that dude mm-hmm. like I want to go do what the fuck I want to do. And it's gotten so passive for me that I lose track of what it is that I do yeah. want to do. I, yeah. You know, and you're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, you got to know. I'm like, no, I really don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, so here's the thing for all my dudes out there that are listening to this from a female perspective. Make a like, fucking decision. <laughs> <laughs> make a goddamn decision. Um, no, women, women love you to be like so empowered within yourself to make decisions, to be confident, to be strong. But then also within that, we also want to be seen, heard, and loved. We want to be supported. We want to be seen. We're not asking you to fix our problems or to solve everything for us, but just to hold this space. Sometimes they're so easy to fix. Yeah, but that's... I know. You know? (laughs) We just want to be seen and supported and say, hey, like, what can I... Is there anything I can do for you? Or like, I'll just listen if you just need to talk. And it's just women, like, being supported in that way. Like, that's the number one way of... You know, <laughs> um, so and, and guys are sitting there going like, "Yeah, when I have problems, you're like, you should open up." You're like, "No, no, no, no. I want to shut down. I, all I want is sex. <laughs> that's that's how we're gonna move our way through this. Let's connect." <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it that's been some. I was actually sitting on that today, where we were at the, the store, and you were like looking at the Zevia, and in my head, I was like wait for it she's gonna ask you what one you want and you're just gonna say root beer like just say it don't say i don't care what you, whatever you want works like literally just, and then you never asked me i'm like god damn it uh i was actually pissed um but yeah it, it's been interesting i think that has been our biggest struggle um more than anything of, of as individuals transitioning into those those energy mm-hmm. as our as our dominant yeah. uh, me functioning in my masculine because that's where i'm not that some very I think very few men naturally function feminine, uh, feminine, and I think there's some you know I'm reading that book where it says like very maybe ten percent of men function feminine mm-hmm. like that's their natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like maybe another ten percent of men are gonna be in balance, and same with women. Mm-hmm. Very few of them yeah. are in like this balance, but okay. Yeah. And then uh, the majority of men are gonna be rooted in masculine. Yeah. Now obviously there's wounded both, mm-hmm. but what's funny is that this. This book is suggesting that you can't operate without each side. Nice. Like you have to be in feminine, I have to be in masculine. Oh, or as like, a couple. Yeah, as mm-hmm. just as in in, in any an kind of relationship. Gotcha, like yeah, the yeah. flow of it mm-hmm. would be like, if I'm operating in my masculine, I'm gonna be really turned on by anyone feminine, and not turned on like oh god, I have like mm-hmm. an energetic turn on, like mm-hmm. where it's gonna be like yeah, I don't know, yeah. it supports it. Right. And vice versa, when I'm in my feminine. Mm-hmm. I would attract more masculine mm. and which is funny about yeah. us is that when we <laughs> met it was very much like yeah. I think I was very confident mm. I was actually in a place of like yeah I feel good about kind of who I am I'm lost in a lot of ways but I'm very confident in like who I am and what I was doing um, 
that I think both of us were in those those roles. Yeah. I think you were actually pretty in, pretty much in your feminine when we met. But then a lot of things kind of happened. I think there's, I mean, you know, there's a trigger of us getting together. You kind of related to mm. like uh, domestic violence, yeah. and there's a lot of when people start getting closer, there's walls that go up, and oh, so yeah. you start shifting that energy, and you know. So I think we actually shifted out of fear into these different energies, and now we are shifting again, and a lot can happen in that. You know, yeah. like that's what did I say? We so we're in this this coaching call, and last night on it, I I was pretty vulnerable, and I don't know what we were talking about this morning, but uh, you said you're like I think for one, you know, this is at least one of the first times in your life where you've like consciously been like, oh yeah, I am actually really terrified to meet myself. Yeah, I think you're terrified to meet yourself, and and <laughs> it's it's scary because when we've talked about you know this is the what about us, what about me. And you, you kind of, I get scared of like what making this decision, root beer. Mm. Well, what are the consequences of that? You know how I am. Mm. Like you make decisions like that, like yeah. impulsive. And I'm like Jesus, that, <laughs> you know. And then like a day later, you're like, oh fuck. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have made our decision today, and we would never have the oh fuck moment. Yeah. Nevertheless, that's who you are, and that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, as we grow together, you just kind of sit back and go like. All right, let's hope this thing works out. But if not, we'll just we'll just jump those hurdles too. It's not a big deal. Like you kind of accept like, you know, like there's flaws that I have. Where you're like, I just have to accept it. It's not worth even yeah. like getting bothered by anymore. It's just yeah. what is gonna my socks. when you over oh yeah, yeah. When you but I'm I'm on the other side where it's like I'm as analytical as possible while still being impulsive. Because there's times where like I'm like, oh, should I do this? Should I do this? And you're like, yeah, you should just go do it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. And like two weeks later, I'm like. Oh yeah, by the way, I, I did this. And you're like, just like that? I'm like, yeah, just like that. So like I have this little bit of impulse, but to me I'm always like, what are the consequences with the homework? And there's not really anything you can do in terms of consequences and homework of saying like, what happens if and when I start functioning from my masculine more often and you start functioning from your, your feminine more often, whatever, however you want to phrase that. There is this fear of like, what the fuck's about to happen to us? And not that it has to be heard in positive or fearful, negative. Though? It's just a matter of like, what? How is this gonna change? I'm fucking excited about it though. I'm not afraid. I'm, you know, like I'm really. Yeah, but, not okay, but I also function from the place of like, I get really nervous. Enough. I'm gonna put all the work into this thing, and it's gonna fucking fail. But why do you automatically assume that's, that's who where it's I gonna... am? I just is I, it I expect the worst. That's how. Is even it? in hockey, I've always been like, <laughs> you fuck, always. I'm like, gonna expect them gonna like die the out there. That's the most frustrating thing. I'm like. You always just expect that everything's just gonna fucking implode. No. And it's like, well, I mean, what if? Hear me out here. Yeah, the what if. What if it actually worked out? And that's fair. I know. <laughs> I do have those conversations. I just haven't worked all the way through them. But it is. It is one of those things of like, uh, it was just this year that I recognized like what what does it mean to be fearful of success? Mm-hmm. And I always heard that. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Who's scared of success? Like, oh yeah, I don't know. I make five million dollars a day now. And, yeah, really scary. You're like, no, 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 it's not the five million dollars. It's it's who is who is the version of Brian, and what do you have to give up, and what do you have to change, and who do you have to become to be in those positions? It has nothing to do with the money. It has nothing to do with like anything other than like, oh, that little safety net that you have there of like I just stay small, I stay hidden, whatever it is. That's not existent anymore. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and so you were like kind of picking like what do you have to give up, and in giving up, change happens. You know and uh, I'm nervous to say this because it's not something that, like we've we've done a good job not focusing on this. But the reality of it is, this is how I view things when I'm not emotional about it. Is 
either works or it doesn't mm -hmm. or it's good or it's bad mm -hmm. you know whatever i for me that's how i work i assign labels to it and go okay those are the two things in the best case scenario i go on have this we have this really great uh, marriage we, mm. we die together yeah. we've made these awesome businesses we've impacted the world we've traveled our families are great all mm. these things right sweet sounds like a great situation yeah. a lot of work goes into that yeah. okay the other side of it is like what if it fucking falls apart and i think that at one point this year i mean full disclosure we we yeah. definitely had our moments where it was like i'm not sure yeah but yeah. the question that came up was do we feel like we've given every ounce of ourselves to each other and to this situation? And we both look at it, no, yeah. I'm not ready to give up. But that's how dark it got for yeah. a minute. Like, it was just a really, I mean, COVID came. We, f we forgot to fucking even bring up that COVID. We faced COVID. Yeah. You know, all these things that are happening in, you know, it's comfortable. In, comfortable is not the right word. But we've. I think we've both come to terms with like, yeah, we're going to continue to work on us and with the intention that, we die at 150 years old together and you know on floating on a clamshell in the ocean or something i don't know uh but the reality is like it comes back to that are you sure is anyone sure you know like i don't regret any single thing that's happened in the last year although frustrating and like i think you wouldn't be human if you didn't look back and go like what the fuck was i thinking it, be, it would have been way easier to not do things but mm -hmm. also there, for either one of us, there wouldn't be that growth. I'm sure you have this experience with the Marines where you sit there and you're like, what the, f why did I fucking make this decision? Why yeah, didn't anyone talk me out? Why didn't Brian talk me out of it? The reality is I wasn't talking you out of it. Yeah, literally every day. Yeah, so, but it's, it's all that stuff is exactly the same. It's just got different labels yeah. and, and visions. It looks different. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I felt so good about when we, we crossed that one year mark of like, yeah, no, I feel immense pride in us. Yeah. And forever and always, I will feel that regardless if we die or we decide right after this podcast, you're like, you know, you're an idiot. Get the fuck out of here. Be like, oh, well, all right. Well, we gave it our best shot here, you know. Um, but that that means a lot to me because I've always been the effort guy. Mm -hmm. How do I figure this out? And more so in marriage, I have found new depths of myself where I can't run. Yeah, You've made this commitment. You yep. can't run. And yep. it's that doesn't mean that... If we decided like this isn't working, mm -hmm. that's not running. That's yeah. that's making a decision. Yeah. But like we had this tendency when we were dating to go like, fight, fuck you, I'm yeah. out, right? Yeah. And it was I think that was a big turning point <laughs> for us. What was like, no, 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 I'm willing to go through a lot of shit with you, and and we've talked about this too. When we know we've hit too, when the pile of shit has gotten mm -hmm. too big, and we feel like it's insurmountable, we'll have that conversation. And at one point this year, we were like. I don't know. Someone's gonna have to stop taking a shit because this pile is getting pretty big, yeah. and we started working through it. And for that, it's it's, it's been really awesome. You, I mm -hmm. think. What's like? Could you? Could you? What's the word I'm fucking looking for? Quantify your level of change in this last year as being married, not with the Marines, but just being married. Are there things that you look back on in the last year and some change and go like, holy shit? That only reason I'm like this is be, like in a positive way. I've changed this is because I'm married. Um. Yeah. I. You know when things got really bad between us, and we were really like <laughs> slapping the D word on the table. You yeah. know. Um. I really had a dick. <laughs> I really had to take a look at myself, like truly, 
I had to peer into my soul and be like, what the fuck are you doing, Morgan? Because I had to take ownership and accountability for my own part in our relationship, you know, because I was so, so unhappy and so depressed and just questioning everything about my life. And I really had to go within and take ownership and, and just be like, yeah, I'm not really showing up as the best person as the best woman as the best wife that i can be for brian you know hmm. so i mean i would say i don't really know if that's what you asked but I, no, it yeah. really it really took me having that awareness and acknowledgement and and then not only having that and then not doing anything about it but also taking you know aligned action to you know facilitate change within myself so i started going to therapy i started really you know, I've always been an incredibly spiritual person, incredibly connected, conscious, but, you know, over the course of my 20s, I've been, you know, on a journey, and um, I, I'm really grateful for the uh, pandemic because it really allowed me the time to to go within and to find myself again and um, just... Is it, is it weird to think that, like... Obviously, is a very negative topic for a lot of people. Like cl- people close to us have had really negative experiences mm. with COVID, mm. but like for us, it's a fucking as individuals blessing. and it's a married a couple, like I would say that in a weird way that saved us. It did. It did because that was it was literally the first time in our relationship that we actually slowed down and we stopped oh, and we I were fucking like, sped up and took fucking life seriously. Well, yeah, you took I'm like thirty right, certs, no, but anyways. <laughs> But um, I, I yeah, it w- that was such a gift. It was such a gift, I, and I think it's a gift for a lot of, a people, lot of people. They're just not really they don't know yet. yeah. They're not aware. They're in like this victim mindset of like, this is shitty. Why is this happening to me? Not everything's against me. And it's like, hold up. Um, let's first of all acknowledge that this is happening for you, and maybe this is whatever you want to call source, universe, God, whatever you believe in. Like maybe this is your sign to like you know really take a a bird's eye view of your life and what what do you how do you really want to live the hard part about that is this that most of the time things get worse and much much worse before they get way better you know and and i'm thinking of a particular person i'm not going to name them but just It's hard to talk about some of these things just because people close to you have really struggled and had some really, really unfortunate and, and sad experiences. Mm-hmm. And for that, like, you know, th- that hurts me because for obvious reasons. Yeah. And I don't know how you ever, like, really flip that on its head and say, like, yeah, this was a positive thing for me. But the reality is, in some way, it makes you show up a little bit differently. And... It may hurt and it may not make sense right now and it doesn't have to you know there's no time frame on that thing but at some point you look back and, and not that the hurt ever really goes away but at some point you look back and go you know what had that not happened maybe I don't step up like this or maybe I don't have that opportunity to do that or you know whatever it might be I hope that's the situation uh, because it has been unfortunately an overall negative experience for a lot of people uh, fortunately for us, it, it was a, a somewhat of a gift in, in, in all of the ways we needed it to be mm-hmm. in terms of buying us time and, and opportunity to really like 
fuck, if you were still going to work during that time and, and we were just, we were going different directions, uh, that, w- that would have been rough. And I, I don't know. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to talk about no. our struggles this year? Mm-hmm. No. no. I really don't care. I mean, I've been beating around the. Yeah, the yeah I don't know. I just, bit. I mean, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Fuck me, I guess. Well, I just really no, like. No, no, that's right. Fuck me. No, <laughs> I just really own it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or I'm not either guilty to either. like talk about those things. You know, a lot of me is sits here and just doesn't want to ever hurt you. Yeah, I don't know. You know, all you my know. words to ever like even making decisions where I'm like, what if I make the wrong decision, she'd be pissed. But uh, like anything, <laughs> not making a decision is still a decision, and yeah. that not making that decision could be the wrong decision. Uh, I'm always very sensitive to not want to upset you, uh, which is something that I'm, you know, aware of and try to change. Mm-hmm. Um, we're over an hour now. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of shit down here written, but it's all right. Fifty podcasts. Fifty. Fifty of these motherfuckers. Hopefully, yeah. like it gets to like seven hundred real soon, because that would be cool. I mean, something good happen, but um, there's so many. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like we're pretty much covered us. I got one question for you. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. All right. If, it, if you're going to ask me, if, fucking, how would you make your life well done? You don't even know the question I asked. So <laughs> no, what I'm going to ask you is how have you endured a year of that's what she said jokes? And how has your <laughs> your view of my me saying that about everything changed? Okay, Ready? I thought that's what she said jokes were fucking stupid. And you immature, were wrong. Immature. Wrong again. And also, I don't know, maybe circa 2006. And then... 2006. <laughs> well, that actually might be right. I, came from, I learned it from the office. So. so, when we moved here and you were just nonstop, I'm like, Ryan. That's, that's what she said. So <laughs> you see what I mean, people? Um, it was really annoying, but at this point... Literally, I'll hear things like from strangers. I'm at the store, or like people in the shop say something, and in my head, I'm literally saying that's what she said. So yeah, that's what she did say. <laughs> usually, uh, it makes it pretty funny. Um, yeah, yep. that is what she said. <laughs> yeah, now we don't have to say it. We just literally make eye contact and we just laugh. Usually under <laughs> our masks. Yeah. You said it with your eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, I had stuff about childhood and Hawaii and meditation and the joke of like who's in the room with us right now uh but maybe that'll be episode 75 or 100 or something yeah. um you want to end it yeah let's end it oh, sweet well if you follow got to this point of the podcast thanks for listening um well we got to do a takeaway what's the takeaway from this episode you go and i'll go you want me to go first you go first takeaway from this episode is whether you're struggling as an individual or you are in our situation of just being married, uh, not necessarily in the military or anything like that, specifically in the military, fuck, you can extend that branch. Um, <laughs> it's okay to have raw conversations mm-hmm. and uh, the pain of those conversations leads you to something greater and it doesn't always mean that that's going to be a positive thing in our situation thus far. Mm-hmm. Is that the proper use of us? Yeah. Great. It's been positive. Yeah. Uh, but like we've said, is working together and trying to commit to growing in our communication and our resolve together and just facing challenges head on as individuals and together, um, 
that energy is so worth it. And that's, I think that's why I started to understand what fear of success really meant um, and, and how it can be really detrimental, more detrimental than fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the takeaway would be that is just kick your heels into the ground and, and work on whatever because even if said thing that you're working on doesn't work, something else definitely comes out, a new version of you, a new version of you know, you and your partner, mm-hmm. new version of your business or whatever it is. So that would be my takeaway is, is just take a breath and, and you'll know when, I think you will genuinely know when it's time to step away from the thing and then do something different. Yeah. And I, I would say my takeaway is just to remember that life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you, as cliche as that is. Um, I really, you know, with everything with Brian and I, it really, it was a lot of um, leaps of faith and just being like, okay, you know, just like trusting in yourself that, you know, things are going to work out in their divine timing and to always listen to your gut and your intuition um, when you feel like something is no longer serving you. Um, But also don't be afraid to really look at yourself and to tackle, you know, challenges head on and yeah yeah and uh fellas if you're looking to take control of your life make fucking decisions make decisions <laughs> or reach out to me and yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get your training and nutrition and yeah, your yeah. mind all together mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shameless or shameful plug yep. one of the two alright well I'm glad we finally did this it's yep. only been a couple of years yeah, thank you for having me thanks for being here <laughs> what else are we going to do no, I'm, I'm grateful that we talked about this and, and uh, hopefully it helps somebody. Yeah. Cool. I love you. Love you too. Aww. All right. Bye.